to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Moriand. This is what my tagline would be if I was a housewife with multiple divorces. You can't spell Alex without X. Nice. Also, you described every housewife. Yeah. (laughs) We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. You may think I'm the least engaging, but my stats would prove you wrong. Oh, is that for Jen? Mm-hmm. I like that one. Two engagement ones. Oh, no. Or two marriage ones. I don't have a marriage tagline for you guys. All right. This tagline is for me this week. Call me Maj the Third because I can't stop narrating my own life. <laughs> so this week, I shit you not, I was in my little office by myself. And I said out loud, all right, Elizabeth, make a list in Marge's voice. Like <laughs> I have been doing this all week. I can't stop. Just do the laundry. Like I give myself these little like narrated pep talks. Did you tell yourself you're eating chicken? Because I mean, she chicken. said that every episode for the last like 10 episodes. I don't know how I started doing this. I think that if I'm being honest with myself, I also narrate my life as much as she does. It's just her voice is what makes it so funny. I'm doing it in the Marge voice out loud alone. I'm like so scared someone's going to listen. It's going to be so embarrassing. I can't stop. I can't stop. This is me doing it again. Yeah, you're doing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you guys want to start with Summer House? We had such a big episode. Sure. What a big episode of Summer House. I was so overwhelmed. I did not take any notes. It was just a blur. Um, First, I'd like to start with a fact. Ferragoso, the Italian holiday. Andrea is 100% a Ferragoso baby because he's born in May. And that is nine months from August. So Craig thought when he was proving that he wasn't, he actually was because Craig cannot count backwards nine i don't think we needed that example of craig is very smart (laughs) thank you for contributing i was just so delighted that we now know how andrea one of my favorite cast members of summer house to be honest was conceived on a beautiful holiday that makes him cry i think andrea has had one of the best bravo arcs of anyone that's been Mm. in the bravo verse especially for me as a viewer he started off as someone that i was just kind of like laughing at and not taking seriously at all to a point where now I genuinely, my heart aches for him. I feel really bad for him. I felt so bad for him this episode when he tried to be very vulnerable and then everything kind of just spiraled out of control into an argument that didn't involve him. And you can tell that like, I felt like he needed someone to like console him in that moment. But like, I think maybe in that moment he realized like this just isn't for him because he's not in Winter House, right? I no, he's don't not. think he is. No. He gets a girlfriend. Um... But, like, that still that people have captured of his face when the fight's starting, he, like, he looks like he's crying. And Amanda goes over to him and kind of whispers. And Luke. And Luke, I want to know what they said. That was such bullshit. What? The fight? The fight. It's uh, it's so dumb. And it just, it's, I mean, it's what we've talked about. And people online are now saying, does, does Sierra have a point or is it just pretty girl syndrome and People have decided. Sierra doesn't have a point because one of her big lines that you could tell she had rehearsed in the mirror in the fight was you isolate your victims in order to be affectionate with them. But I thought that was weird. It was super weird because I disagree. Like 
she didn't isolate Austin. Austin did whatever the hell he wanted to do. And Sierra knows that. Sierra said he made me look dumb. So like the Sierra we saw last season of Summer House, who's smart, who can see the nuances of situations and wants to do the right thing. She's in there. And is she like just blinded by Austin's big dumb hands? Like over her eyes? (laughs) Well, it makes you like rethink... Sierra last season, because I also had like the impression of Sierra being understanding and reasonable. But when I think back on it and how quick she was to become like Hannah's best friend, it sort of kind of just like makes you rethink Sierra in general, which is sad. I still love Sierra, Mm -hmm. but she maybe has never had the best judgment on the show. She did date Luke and go to his hometown for several weeks after they started dating. So she is kind of like an all or nothing relationship person and goes in quick without knowing all the facts. Yeah. Because she clearly didn't like Luke post their trip to Minnesota. If Austin gives Sierra the time of day, just even a little bit, she's going to go right back to him. Mm-hmm. I'm so bummed about the the glass throwing and everything. And, like, we see it on Housewives before. But, I don't know, I feel like, like the ravioli throwing on New York just felt kind of dumb. And, I don't know, these girls actually seem like they're friends. So it really makes me sad that this is how it's crumbling. And over Austin. If this was over Andrea, I'd be way more understanding. I'd throw a glass, <laughs> too. But it's over Austin. The thing that's a bummer about it is that, like, it's like if you're harkening back to the old playground days. If you see, like, the two people you wouldn't assume would get in a fight, get in a fight, it kind of bums you out. And you're kind of like, oh, that's weird. Like, you feel Mm -hmm. weird about it. And, like, Sierra and Danielle are the two people you wouldn't expect to get in, like, a brawl like this on this show. So the fact that they are makes you sad. Mm -hmm. It, like, ruins a certain, like, image you have of them. Yeah, like, of them being the straight man, especially with Danielle being the you know, person with Lindsay. (laughs) So it's pretty easy to be the straight man. And then Sierra, amongst all the women, she seems like she's such a straight shooter. But I mean, we've all had that experience, mostly on the playground when you're younger, where you just get so caught up in a almost relationship. I feel like it's always an almost relationship that you lose yourself in it. And it's really sad to see this with Danielle also, because She's clearly so offended on Lindsay's behalf. I think that's weird. But Lindsay, no, I get it because like I've felt offended on friends' behalfs before, but Lindsay isn't offended in the slightest. She's kind of finding this whole thing a little bit amusing. So I feel like Danielle should have just taken a beat and realized that Lindsay is fine. But that being said, I do appreciate that Danielle is such a ride or die. Like, good for her, but... I, I appreciate that, too. And also, like, Danielle really, like, she was there for, like, all the um, horrible things that happened to Lindsay that year. So she really mm-hmm. just doesn't want anything to add on to that. And I think Sierra saying victim is really what threw Danielle into that rage mode, mm-hmm. which was totally unwarranted to use that word, as you were saying, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not somebody who's going to, like, thesaurus shame people, but that was like, okay, no, 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 no. Um, like the word violate on Beverly Hills, like who cares? But this one was like a little bit, yeah. 
Um, we had the Summer House reunion film this week. Do you think that Andy is going to go hard on Sierra? There's no chance that he doesn't bring up like an internet question being like, Sierra, why are, why do you even like Austin? I think that is <laughs> yeah. be a topic. I also <laughs> think another question is definitely going to be, Sierra, why were you so mad at Lindsay when you did the same thing in Vermont? Which was brought up a lot by the cast this episode, which I appreciate because that's what I've been streaming at the television for yeah. the last like two weeks. But I'm... I think that will definitely be a question for Andy. And I am ready to hear the answer. And I'm sure the answer will disappoint me. Because I don't, there's no way Sierra sees it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Other things that we know, somebody took a picture of the set. So we have that. And some other insider info is... Mm -mm, Naughty, naughty. I know. (laughs) Kyle has a huge breakdown and they have to stop filming for a little bit. And, oh, can I bring up something about Kyle? Yeah. And Please. Well, my one last thing is just really short. Um, Craig is unbelievably stupid in real life. Those are the two <laughs> takeaways. Well, he's also unbelievably stupid on Summer House. It's so funny. It's like the editors of Summer Charm wanted to give him a little Zaza Zoo. And I appreciate them because they've been working their asses off for like eight years because the editors of Summer House are not as kind to Craig. No. Um... <laughs> So when they were going around the table talking about what true love meant to them, I just have to say that Kyle's big romantic gesture was not to Amanda, but to himself. Because Kyle, when we met him, he's been an entrepreneur his whole adult career. He gets up every day trying to do the best he can for himself. Amanda did not change the trajectory of Kyle. He has had a lot of flops and he's been ready for a hit and he's been pivoting his career every day. Loverboy has been his first success. Yeah, Amanda's been around while Loverboy's been a success, but it's also because he has the show to promote it. Yeah. So Kyle basically gave himself a love tribute and there was nothing to distinguish the love for himself and his big romantic gesture between his love for Amanda. Anyway, that's all I've got to say. And she was crying and I was crying for her, not with her. Oh God. <laughs> if we're not going to see Andrea again um, on Summer House after the season, which I think might be the case, hmm. I have a spinoff proposed for him. You know how... He's, he's, I mean, he is dating someone right now, so maybe this won't work. But, you know, he's looking for someone. He really loves it when, uh, I think the main attribute he's looking for in a woman is that she's little. <laughs> I think that he should have a relationship-esque spinoff called Little Italy. Thoughts? <gasps> oh my, oh my god. god. Alex. <laughs> yes. How do we call Andy? <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. That Shoot, so we should have ended on that. I just had one final. Damn it, Alex. That was I have good. one final Andrea thought. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And that is the shade he threw Craig. He had a bottle of red wine and he said this is way better than the box wine from Craig. Hilarious. Excellent transition. Craig, last final thought. Uh, Craig in the car with Paige <laughs> says that he's taking her to his family home, not to meet his parents, but his parents will be there and she'll meet him, but they're not dating. This is not a step forward. (laughs) This is like a pivot to the side and down. It just shows how Southern gentlemen treat women, and that is not nice. Fuck off, Craig. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Are we ready for OC? Yes. Oh, yes. 
All right, this episode of OC made up for all of last season, which we didn't finish. <laughs> Agreed. I agree. Um, I need to start off with there were some text messages leaked. I don't really get who they were from, but it was going back and forth talking about the no, no boo party. And allegedly Terry spit on a production crew person and we do see Heather's hand going towards the camera. So the idea that she like pushed it away isn't that far-fetched. And this was all because the Nicole James lawsuit wasn't settled. They just paid her off. Like it was still open. They just paid it to go away. So it wasn't like officially done. I feel like that mm. it was clear to a viewer. Like, you know, mm. it's nice to have the facts, but I feel like the rage that Heather and Terry showed the three hours they stopped filming while they came up with a collective story and the cool, common collective Terry and Heather that walked down the stairs to talk to Nicole made that reading between the three-hour line yeah, very plausible. Now, but do you believe that she threw someone against a wall? I think she pushed somebody who might have been near a wall that they bumped into it. I, don't, I can't imagine she shoved somebody as hard as she could. I agree. I think the truth lies somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. I think that there was chaos that Noella was shocked by when you're in someone's home and it is so grand and Heather presents herself so polished. And then Noella sees her kind of bat at a camera mm-hmm. and then the Terry spitting and they're upstairs for three hours and this is one of Noella's first filming days and there is just aggressive chaos. And I do believe like... Shannon, that Noella heard a story about what was happening upstairs. So this is round two of that rumor mm-hmm. is that Emily heard it too from producers, but they can't say that part. So Emily didn't see anything, which is why she's saying no, but she heard this. She was there while Noella heard it from a producer. And Noella's face is truly dumbfounded when Emily won't back up mm-hmm. her story I don't think Noella's a liar. She, mm-hmm. if anything, says too many truths. I don't think she's a liar either. And mm-hmm. I think that Emily and Gina and Heather are just coming off so weird middle school mean girl-y. Especially Gina. Like, I am so sorry. I'm so sick of hearing that Shannon is jealous of Gina. Of what? Of what? And then also that Heather is so offended that that Shannon didn't call to ask about her podcast. No one gives a fuck about your podcast, Heather. Heather, this episode reminded me so much of Regina George. Regina is starting to like lose her queen bee status. Mm -hmm. It was the most delightful episode to watch. And I think that is why the fall of Heather Dubrow, everyone's getting their oxygen. Everyone's getting their IV. They're drinking champagne. They're having a fun time together. But Heather has to unpack. So she's in her little sad room unpacking. She comes up. I have to unpack when I first get to my room, you know, leaving her little Heather Dubrow, Emily Post-ness and like no one really gives a shit. No one reacts. No one's like, oh my gosh, Heather, you're just so amazing because you unpack. You know, she's really losing her upper hand and Noella is taking her down. Best television did, of all time. Did you notice when they entered the Airbnb or whatever you want to call it, that Heather like ran upstairs first and acted like she was the one who put this all together. She said, follow me, everybody. Yeah, like, and she didn't plan this. Emily she did. said, I always mm. know where to go. Okay, she just- Heather. <laughs> 
Beautiful has. I found it so annoying um, when Noella was kind of like talking about how like how she deserves a room because of the tragedies and all, everything that just happened to her. But I, what I found more annoying was Heather's reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of where I land with Noella and Heather. It's like, okay, Noella, you like put me off a little bit. But then when I see how Heather like takes what Noella's saying, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm on Noella's side. <laughs> Because I don't want to be like Heather. Heather's no. a good, like, anti-role model for me right now. <laughs> Noella is pushing Heather over the edge. Noella is the bus to her Regina George. <laughs> Noella just doesn't give a shit <laughs> at all. And they are coming for Shannon. It is so transparent. I feel like you can tell a lot by someone, by what their kids think of them. And Heather's son is truly worried that she's going to be arrowed during the archery excursion. <laughs> and I think that that, well, he said shot. <laughs> I, I, what is, an arrow is like a little, it's like a shooting knife. What is it if you get hit by an arrow? Arrowed. I don't think that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that like her son gets it. He sees her for who she is. He's like, I would. <laughs> Also, Heather Dubrow does not follow her own art of conversation. No. She interrupts more than any of these ladies on this show. Mm-hmm. And ironically, as Gina, Emily, and Heather are trying to take down Shannon, Shannon has never been more popular mm-hmm. online. People are loving Shannon, who is approaching all of this better than I've seen any housewife mm-hmm. do it before. Very unhousewife like I must yes. say. Yes. Um, I do not think Andy's going to go for Heather. Oh, I think how could he mm. not? But it'll be interesting to see. But I so appreciate the past seasons of OC that have given us a beautiful collection of Shannon Heather flashbacks. There's a lot. <laughs> and the editors are using them to support Shannon and not using them to support Heather. And I think that is very telling. Because we know Shannon's not always right. We know that Shannon has been in the wrong on many occasions. And they are picking the ones that make Shannon look better. Do you think that's out of crew solidarity for the person that she assaulted? (laughs) (laughs) Evidence. Um, We also know that the editors are on Team Shannon because I'm on Team Shannon and I'm stupid and do whatever the editors (laughs) tell me to make. So (laughs) They also think Noella is beautiful because... Any shot where Noella is going to look amazing, we get that shot. They could have made Noella the villain so easily, Mm -hmm. and that is not the direction they're going. Mm -hmm. They're making Gina, who was like such a little grumpus this episode, not fun at all. People have been calling for her demotion to friend of. Um, The amount of Emily and Gina (laughs) in Heather's asshole comments are like out of control. Like, I don't know why. I have no faith in this reunion, which also just filmed a little bit ago. And I think it's because of the Salt Lake City reunion. What a disappointment it was. The Salt Lake reunion's a good comparison, too, because I think it's kind of going to shake out in the same way in that, like, they're all going to be against Shannon in the same way they were all against Lisa in that Mm -hmm. reunion. And Shannon's only backup is going to be Noella, who they also are all going to go after. So it's going to be disappointing in that way, I think. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I just want Andy to hammer Heather, and I don't think he will. Do we know if Seven Year Stitch is a Bravo family original? Like, is that from one of Bravo's networks? Because if it is, he has a lot invested with Heather Dubrow. Yeah, it's E. It's it's part of NBC. So yeah, that's Bravo. Okay. So they have invested a lot in the Dubrows. So this is interesting. It's not technically its own show. It's under botched. It's botched, colon, 
seven year stitch. Interesting. It has two point three out of ten like stars. Order. Well, like all of the Bravo husbands are um, botched. Oh, I wonder if um, Jen's husband Bill is gonna get his own botched. Don't leave your wife after having an affair. I don't know what would their thing be. Ten year stitch. Yeah, what would their thing be? <laughs> Jen's not fixing your relationship. Jen starts rumors about you, and then Bill uh, schedules you to have an appointment, and then doesn't show up. And he just stands in the corner eating. <laughs> That's it. Yep. There, Alex thought of a show. I thought of a show. <laughs> Alex, this is a little more catchy. <laughs> just title. a little. <laughs> no, I'd watch that one. <laughs> Speaking of Jersey, were you ready for it? <laughs> New Jersey. Sure. New Jersey. All right, hot mic Marge. We can all agree. I'm eating chicken in yes. the middle of a fight. Uh, yes, there's there's nothing better than that. <laughs> well, except there's another one. There's another one. There's one more. What's her other hot mic? She goes to hug uh, Melissa, but you guess what she says as she's doing it? <laughs> I'm gonna hug you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, speaking of Marge, this episode started with a great Teresa having a hop off. As she's announcing her line, Teresa, no, this was the worst plug for merch I've ever seen. But she got so much screen time on her athletic line. I don't think we saw it. I never, I can't tell you what it looks like. No, no, no. in terms of the discussion of it. If they all just like shut up and put it on, it would never have been discussed as much. Mm-hmm. It was a major plot point of this episode. And next episode. You know, any publicity is good publicity. But also, we don't know what the line is called. My athletic line is what I would put into Google. <laughs> this falls under another Bravo celebrities cannot market themselves. Nobody, either they don't have a name or they don't have a product. Nobody can come to the table with both. I did think it was hilarious, though, that everyone was saying it's tacky to market yourself during a breast cancer charity event. Teresa has her and Gia's, like, billboard plastered to the side, and Melissa shows up in an Envy shirt. So, basically, the Gorgas just do not understand the subtlety of what is appropriate at a, such as a breast cancer awareness event. Which was the best day of Dolores' life. That was one of the hardest I've ever laughed. Just because there's no indication, no indication of her having the best night of her life <laughs> until she says that. She's really competitive and they won. I couldn't quite wrap my head around how they won it all. Did the other team just stop playing? Well, Tiki showed up like halfway through the game and uh-huh. seemed to do a lot for them, which I don't think should have been allowed. Now, this is the longest running collective cast, I believe. They, uh-huh. This cast has been together for four years. And they're still giving us good stuff. Don't, yeah, Tracy's not bringing enough to be added. No, oh no, but Tiki shows up Tiki. fun. Tracy keeps saying horrible things about her marriage, though, and I don't think she realizes. This week, God, I don't. This week she said... He will never in a million years listen to what I say. Pivot to Jackie. Oh, it's so refreshing to see a real therapist. Yes. In the room. And know what? This podcast needs to take back what we said because we thought we would never see this again. We are seeing it a lot. And it's very real. We we thought that this storyline was going to get pushed under the rug like Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, intense ones are. And 
ooh, we are seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really related to Jackie's story. Jackie tells a story that she was overweight when she was younger and she's putting on lipstick in the hall and a boy walks up to her and says, you know, that's not going to help. Such a high school boy thing to it's say. It's such a high school. And it was, I bet you 10 bucks he has no memory of saying that. Mm-hmm. And that haunted her. That haunted her the like, rest of her life. This is like so random. When I was little and in preschool, we had to do swim lessons and a boy said, I can see your butt. Because, you know, my, like, little bathing suit is on my little four-year-old butt. And I only would wear bathing suits that were shorts until I was 13 after that. That, like, haunted me. And you never... Does that boy remember it? No, not at all. But that, like, scarred me. It's kind of crazy, you know? We watch these shows where people are just throwing around huge insults. But it's, like, really the little things Mm -hmm. that burrow deep inside you don't worry i wish cheeky bikinis now mm. <laughs> yeah i show butt. those butt cheeks off <laughs> and boys say all the time i could see your butt in that and you say you're welcome <laughs> um not only did jackie have to relive that but the analogy was also brought back up this, <laughs> this was a bad episode for poor jackie okay do you need to announce do you need to pull a march and announce an analogy before you make an analogy I think the analogy was definitely implied. But I think we've honed in on who Jackie is, and I think it's so nice to have her on this. At first, I was mentally critical of her journey with anorexia, thinking that, like, she's just using this as a storyline. You know, every franchise has had an eating disorder on it. But this is a woman who we are actually living every day of her recovery. Of course, she's bringing the cameras in with us. She's having real-time discoveries. Mm -hmm. And it's really impressive to watch. And it's real. I don't feel like we're being sold a bill of goods in the least with Jackie. Well, to support it feeling real, it's not like... It doesn't feel like a fabricated storyline because she doesn't bring this into her interactions with with the group. It's not Mm -hmm. like this is like a thing she's trying to hammer into like this is her storyline. When she's with the group, she's just kind of in this really like funny like Greek chorus type role, which mm-hmm. is different from what she was doing last season when she was involved in all the analogy drama. So she it does it feels like it is like a vulnerable thing, as vulnerable as you can be as on one of these shows, um, mm-hmm. to like have that storyline play off alone. She's not using that as a weapon when people get mad at her to be like, I'm going through this other thing right now. So it does feel very mm-hmm. real in that way. Alex, that's a really good point. And I think why we all originally were kind of like... Skeptical. Yeah, skeptical, thought we never going to see it again, or thought it was going to be super shallow, was because when we do see it, like Lisa Renna, that whole storyline with her daughter was just so painful and went the opposite direction that this is going. Mm -hmm. And then we heard it from Crystal, but she's... Like, of course, it's a daily struggle, but she's already pretty recovered in it. Crystal's already done so much work on it. That it's something that's more in her past than with Jackie. This is the first time we've seen somebody, like Alex said, so vulnerable. And it's actually going the right direction. And we actually are seeing a therapist. So it is very, very refreshing. And Jen is being super vulnerable with us. I believe that 100%. I am, I've always like had this weird thing where I really like Jen. I don't know why. I, I'm like very much enjoying her and I want her and Margaret to stay on the same team. Mm-hmm. I also, they did a flashback to last season. I like her new nose better. I'll say it. <gasps> I've gotten used to it. I, I'm not there yet. I'm surprised every time I see it. <laughs> but I will say, I think that the state that Jen is in is just purely a result of emotional burnout. She doesn't want to keep fighting with people. <laughs> I think that's where she landed. 
Mm-hmm. This is just my cynical reading of it is it's not like personal growth or anything. It's just for being like, I emotionally cannot do this anymore. So I'm going to just sort of chill as chill as I can be the rest of this season. <laughs> I think when Jen starts straightening her hair again, that's when we'll know she's back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you like when uh, Teresa quoted her shirt? when <laughs> She said, I'm all about love, love, love. Like on my shirt. <laughs> I love her. Teresa's so chaotic, and I love that the girls collectively have decided it's not worth arguing with her because she's so stupid. And I mean, on Ultimate Girls Trip, Ramona <laughs> said at the very end when they're like going around and like kind of closing up, um, Ramona says, Teresa, I thought you were going to be really dumb because of what everybody says. <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, one last Marge quote, just because she's so funny, I can't help myself, when she's refusing to wear Teresa's workout line, she says, I'm taking a page out of Louie's book. How else is she going to learn? And, oh, Marge, you're just everybody's favorite person. Well, she's our favorite person. Yeah, I don't know if she's everybody. I love her. <laughs> this seems to be the show where, like, we looked forward to it because the, the husbands were so funny. Mm-hmm. But it truly has become a thing for me where, like, everyone's pulling their weight on this show. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing everyone. I think the housewives are great. It's not just, like we'd barely reference the husbands this podcast episode. Yeah. It's just firing on all cylinders right now. It's great. In a weird way, Tracy being the lame one, she's weirdly pulling her lame because we're like, and then there's this lame one. Yeah. And we have she a, gives mm-hmm, us something to talk about. One. She gives a punching bag for Teresa, mm-hmm. which we're all enjoying. I, Jersey is very quickly like becoming one of my favorites. And also, OC had a great episode this week. We were on point on all three Bravo shows. It's so weird. It's like when you have a fall like Roni had, yeah. the other the other franchises really mm-hmm. step it up. It's very interesting. And OC. Last season, OC, mm-hmm. we couldn't even get through. No, but thank gosh they didn't cancel it because yeah. look at like a mm-hmm. phoenix from the ashes. They have risen into higher altitudes. And I believe next week we get Atlanta. Whoa! And, and Murder She Drew. Oh, Murder She Drew is back and better than ever. Um, they have added so many new cast members. I like couldn't keep track. There's like three new people. Marla was officially a housewife. Oh. Hell yes. Um, we have an Olympic athlete, and I want to say we had one more, and maybe a friend of, or am I oh, combining gosh. the two? But we have tons of new people. I'm so excited, but we do not have Miss Cynthia Bailey. I mean, she is in romantic bliss. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Murder, She Drew. Drew is bringing more props than ever. Loving it. It's going to be so... <laughs> I'm so excited. Atlanta is so much fun. And then I think we're getting Southern Charm soon, which I don't know if I need. Shep better fucking step it up. I better... <laughs> is he still with his girlfriend? Yes. I follow her on Instagram. Okay. Is he? All right. Yeah. Awards. All right. Awards. The She Wasn't an Office Manager, She Was a Pharmaceutical Rep Award, named after Miss Jen this year, who yelled that at Margaret when she was confronting her about her affair, goes to Tracy, who said, I wasn't the nanny when confronted with how she got together with Tiki Barber while his wife was nine months pregnant, and that she was the nanny. Wait, what, what was she? Is she going to call herself a governess? Like, what was she? Um, a live-in person who took care of children. <laughs> okay. You, you tell me. <laughs> an au pair. Century. Oh, an au pair. Like, oh my gosh. Again, the thesaurus thing. All right, Alex. All right, we have a long-running award on this podcast, the Milford Academy Award, named after a recurring gag in Arrested Development, 
of um, a school where like you're being you're taught to like uh, not be seen, not be noticed. I have a twist on this award this week. It's called the Playing Hooky from Milford Academy Award <laughs> that will hereby go to people who weren't there, but you didn't notice. This award should have gone to Alex the last couple episodes, and it's finally being given to him now for Summer House. Because I truly, until someone brought up that Alex wasn't going to be staying there that night, I, out of sight, out of mind. I Is there any, like, online discussion over him not being there this episode like there was last People, week? Yeah, people are, ironically, that this is the most popular and noticed Alex has been the whole season. People are freaking out. Why wow. is he editing out? And again, I told he you that. He wasn't there, though. She Paige sat on his bed and is like, he's not coming. But he was there for Lindsay's birthday. Mm-hmm. So he was there the week before they edited him out. And then he actually wasn't there. So, and, like, you're telling me that Luke is doing things that he gets his own cutaways? People are very confused, and I'm still thinking about that blind item. But I feel like the other people on Summer House won't defend him if that was about him. So, remember I the assault allegations? I think he kind of not him. to come back. He may have just been so boring that they're like, we don't want to edit around him. Cut him. Way hard. He only talked about turkey. his mm-hmm. two food groups, which were turkey and, and <laughs> broccoli. Ground turkey. I, funny enough, people are saying, I miss Alex. That's how I learned about protein intake was from him. <laughs> See, like, but this is the classic. You want <laughs> what insane. you don't have. Yeah. yeah. All right, Julia, your award? Mm-hmm. I don't need it. My Tom Tom award, which goes to male duos that should always be together, is being gifted to Luke and Andrea, who drove to the Hamptons together. A delight for me. And then Luke was his big supporter when Andrea was crying. They went outside and had a discussion. And I would have rather have watched that for four hours than whatever fight Sarah was having with the group. So congratulations. When they got out of the car and Andrea went to Lucas, I was like, who's he talking to? <laughs> My brain didn't register that he was talking to Luke. <laughs> who's okay. Lucas? Another side note, have you noticed that Danielle and Lindsay called Carl just Lito? You know how he was Carl Lito? No, yeah, it's just Lito. Yeah, they've shortened him to Lito. <laughs> He's had sex with both of them. Oh no, little Lito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.